0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Catron, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: Michael, how are you this fine, fine day? good most of my teams are playing well
0: i don't have too many issues with long-term injuries i do have some suspensions of dealing with in a couple of my leagues but not multiple suspensions like some of you out there which is a real bummer I, i i'm doing very well here going into week six so far it's been a very good nba season it's been a good fancy basketball season as well
1: oh yeah i mean i'll agree with all that i'll agree with all that it's been a weird year in the sense that you could have a team that's absolutely just wrecked by injuries and suspensions, so that that's always you know not not good, but yeah, do you want to start off with a bit of news, a bit of news that happened tonight? I feel like maybe we should we should touch on this at the beginning. I feel like this might yeah, be let's, worthwhile
0: Let's hear about it yeah, absolutely
1: so one of my all time favorite fantasy players, a guy that I've just very much enjoyed watching. Mr. Jeff Teague headed to the bench tonight. And I feel like people were freaking out that Jeff Teague got benched, blah, 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 blah. You know, they started Jared Culver, which you and I can debate on if he's really a point guard. Now maybe they're going to do point towns, which that. They can.
0: They can do that.
1: Well, and that makes, that makes things more interesting perhaps. Right. But they made that decision. And everyone was freaking out, and I saw some people like, oh, should I drop Teague? Should I drop Teague? And I was like, well, let's just see what happens now. Let's just see what happens. So one game sample size, they played the Hawks. They beat the Hawks by 12, so relatively handily. The Hawks are not good right now. I think that's fair to say. And Jared Culver played 24 minutes, and Jeff Teague played 31. So my first question is, is this news? Is this a thing? Ooh.
0: Those are two different questions, though. Is this news? Yes, this is news. Is it a thing? Don't overreact. And I think this is like really good advice just in general when stuff like this happens. We here at at Watching the Boxes, we preach a lot about never panicking, that players often revert to the mean. That, you know, this year there are quite a few players taking a bit of a leap, but it's within reason, you know. That leap, the only giant, giant leap is really uh, Luka Doncic. All the other leaps are just solid leaps. And, you know, never overreact by just dropping players. Jeff Teague, according to hashtag basketball.com's current ranking on their site, 98th overall. So he's a 100%, in my opinion, a standard league valuable player 7.7 assists per game if you would have overreacted and dropped him you basically just lost a guy who's probably still gonna play 28 to 30 minutes a game he's just now gonna come off the bench like the the overreaction can really really kill you and that's why it's always best as you said just wait see what happens for a game or two like are you really gonna like lose your season if you wait around on Jeff Teague to see if He's gonna come off the bench and how many minutes he's gonna play for like two to three games? Is that really gonna ruin your season?
1: What I think, you know, with these players, like how good is Jeff Teague in 25 minutes a game? You mentioned it, he's giving you what seven seven point whatever assists. In 25 minutes a game, isn't he giving you six assists? Like that's maybe still worth owning in a standard league. Like, there's not many guys getting six assists that are on the waiver wire. And Jeff Teague, you know, in the past has been good at getting your steals and can score some buckets like jeff teague being this team's sixth man maybe just makes a little bit more sense and and here's why i'll say that like with culvert on their bench unit such that they're gonna play all bench guys at the same time they have almost no shot creation because culvert is not really a guy who gets his own shot or creates a ton of looks for other people and so then the other guys are like keto bates dop and Gorgie Dang and Josh Kogi, like they just don't really have any shot creation. So moving Teague to the bench kind of maybe makes the team a little better too. let us He's playing the Lou Williams role, right?
0: He's coming in. He can get a little bit, maybe better looks, better playing time, better usage against a second team. Might not might not even be bad for him in the long run. Might be a net zero. <laughs>
1: We've talked about that about guys like J.J. Barea, right? Like they come in and carve up a, a second unit. So. You know, Jeff T could do something similar. And I mean he got eight shots in, in 31 minutes. So, you know, he made two. He makes three or four. We're talking twelve points. Maybe he made a three pointer as one of those. That's 13 points. Two rebounds, eight assists, two steals. That sounds pretty good to me. I'll take that. So yeah, I I mean I'm keeping keeping Jeff T going. I think he's definitely worthy of a spot, even in a, probably even in a 10 team league. And, yeah, I mean, he just is what he is. Like, he's going to get you a good assist, and he's going to score a few points and get you some steals, and, you know, he's going to do Jeff Teague things still, I think. As far as Culver, are you picking up Culver? He's starting now. I mean, that's that's positive, right? I don't know. It's if-
0: positive, but is it really wor- – is he really going to give you – let's say he's going to play 27 minutes even. Like, let's just say his numbers bump up. I think he's intriguing enough to take a flyer on. I just don't know how consistent he, he's going to be. Like right now, he's not a standard league type of player. He can get you some rebounds and assists and some steals, but like none of those are consistent. And if you care at all about your percentages, then I would say no.
1: And that he has not been good at shooting and he's been getting a lot of shots, right? relatively speaking, for a rookie who's only playing what he's playing. So that's maybe positive. Yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know, man. There just has not been a ton of of fantasy goodness from him. Like, even in his, look at his best three-game stretch this season. He played 28.7 minutes. He shot the ball actually fairly well, 48.4% over this stretch. But the rest of the stats were 12 points, 2.7 rebounds, 2.7 assists now two steals and half a block. And I guess maybe that's where he's interesting is the the defensive stats, you know, the steals and blocks have been good for a guard.
0: And that's something to pay attention to, right? Like, that's something like, all right, you know, super young player. Pushes him into the that streaming time. class
1: potentially too, right? Like in 27 or 28 minutes, if you're telling me this guy's going to get you like a little bit over a steal and like over half a block, it could be somebody interesting to stream if you need a guard that gets those stats, right?
0: And if you're in like a deeper league, I would say like this is kind of a nice guy to, to that type of news really matters where it's like, oh, they're starting to give Jarrett Culver some extra playing time. Like they're starting him. They're comfortable with him. Sounds like they're going to eventually get him more and more playing time throughout the season. Ramp him up. If you're in a deep league that, you know, basically anybody who plays any minutes is, is worth uh, rostering then, you know, like I'm saying like 14, 15, 16 plus leagues, then this is a guy who you you definitely want to pick up off the waiver wires if he is available.
1: 100% with you on that.
0: I actually think, Tyler, usually the waiver wire is teeming with people. This season feels a little bit different. I feel like people are getting better at fantasy basketball, so shout out to our listeners for being better at fantasy basketball this year. And shout out to the people who aren't listening who – should be listening and they should 100% be told by our listeners to come listen to watching the boxes, get better fantasy basketball. Because the waiver wire is, I, I think people are playing the waiver wire fairly well. We still have our staples like Markel Folds and such. But I do think there's quite a few guys out there who are being held onto far too long. A handful of guys out there, Tyler, that people are putting way too much faith in and giving them way too long of a leash before they let them go. And uh, I think we, I wanted to talk about people that you should be sending back to the waiver wire this, this week. What do you think about that Tyler?
1: Well, I I think this is maybe the the perfect place to go with it because you mentioned this in the last episode. I think we're getting to the point in the season where things are becoming real, right? Like, it's not like, Oh, you know, Trey young had two hot games and, he's averaging 25 points a game. It's like, you know, we're getting 16, 17, 18, 19, getting pretty close to 20 games into the season for some of these teams. And, you know, things are starting to become real. Coaches are figuring out rotations. They're figuring out who they want to play and all that. So I think this is the perfect time to definitely reevaluate your roster in every sense, right? Are you deficient in a category and need to make a trade? you got some dead weight that you thought was going to be good that definitely needs cut? So I'm, I'm with you on all this. Let's do this.
0: Yeah, And I have, I think, a prime, prime candidate. Now, some of these guys are going to be very, I guess, specific to whether or not you're punting aggressively. So, you know, if you're aggressively punting percentages, some of these guys actually do bump up in, in rankings. And R.J. Barrett is one of those uh, guys who bumps up pretty far in the rankings if you don't care about field goal and free throw percentage. RJ Barrett currently overall ranked 226 per game, yet he is rostered in 83. Yes? No, 86. Wow. 86% of leagues. Now, he is one of the few Knicks who is seeing consistent playing time from fizz but last couple weeks or so might have been a little bit of a foul trouble but he has been he has been uh the occasional low minute game here but without those percentages he's still getting you a little over a steal three and a half assists five and a half rebounds and a three that's good but if you're playing in a league where you care about percentages he's he's bad He's absolutely bad and should not be rostered. Now I think more. Let's see. If eighty-six percent, let me do some quick and dirty math. Fourteen percent. Only fourteen percent of the people out there care about percentages. Is is that right? If if one out of every ten, only like one or two out of every ten to twelve team league, there's only two guys going after percentages. Well then, you know that's an exploitable situation. Like you, if no one's going after percentages anymore then you should be going after percentages, even though they're a little bit harder to get. RJ Barrett, without caring about his percentages, 86th overall. So I do see if you're in a streaming league. But I don't think 86% of you are punting both percentages. Come on, that's too many.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Now, here's the question about Barrett. I feel like Barrett, because he was just a a top pick, still has that kind of rookie shine, I'll call it, right? That thing where people like have a tendency to really overrate rookies especially in fantasy basketball so is rookie is is rookie RJ Bear a straight drop or is it a trade do you try to move him for even somebody that's going to sit at the end of your bench or maybe even somebody that's injured that's probably not that far away from coming back like Marvin Bagley type or i'm trying to think of somebody You know that somebody might not be totally bought in on. I got a perfect name that I would try to trade him for, and he's actually on the same team, Marcus Morris. I feel like i feel like Marcus Morris is—is what you hope RJ Barrett is. You know what I mean? Like what his supporters hope he is is what Marcus Morris is doing right now. So could you just trade him for Marcus Morris and get what you want? Some rebounds, good points, good threes, percentages that don't kill you.
0: Do it. Yeah, I think you could find the right person in your league, punting percentages and say, and just do the math for them. Like, don't, don't expect these other people in your league to know how to, to figure it out. Unless you're in like a really good league, do the math for them and say, listen, RJ Barrett's ranked at what X, you know, 200 and something, but he's a top 100 player. He's a top 75 player. Let's say that. Let's just say top 75 player. You you think you can make your team better here here and here with RJ. Barrett, I'll send him to you. I'll take back another top seventy player, five player. It'll be a one for one trade. Maybe the guy's got too many guards. You get a good guard back or too many centers. you get a center back. Just do a quick one for one trade. and I think you could you can make that value because like to someone that that person is that valuable to somebody else. But for you, RJ. Barrett, if you care about percentages, not valuable at all. I'm tired of waiting on him. I think that, you know, he's going to be a bad percentage guy throughout the year, but
1: still getting the playing time. So he's still going to be relevant somewhat. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. How relevant is, is the question of course. And you know, those percentages, you mentioned it, man, like they're, they're just crushing your team and it's both percentages, which there are not that many guys who are bad at both percentages, right? Like usually if you're a bad field goal shooter, you're good at free throws and, and vice versa. So, yeah, man, I don't know. R.J. Barrett's been a little bit disappointing, but he is playing a ton of minutes, which is something. It's two categories a week you're
0: losing automatically, pretty much. Maybe not automatically, but you're probably going to lose both those categories with R.J. Barrett on your team. Tyler, you, I think we talked about this next player in the preseason as just someone to hopefully figure it out, but... We had him on a really, really shortly, Incredibly. and once again, Aaron Gordon has not shown up this season. Like he just, he just hasn't. He is now also hate to break it, uh, hate to break this news to everybody, potentially sitting out a couple games due to uh, I think like an ankle sprain of some sort, which is good news for Alfredo Caminero in my opinion, and anybody who has Jonathan Isaac. But, man, Aaron Gordon, if you don't – even if you don't count percentages, Aaron Gordon is 124th, which is like scraping the bottom of your standard league, like potentially not rosterable. But he's 161 if you do care about your percentages. What What is Aaron Gordon doing that I can't get? Almost any anywhere else. It's like half a steal and half a block and a three isn't terrible, but it certainly isn't good.
1: And I think that's that's always been my point on Gordon is like, what is he doing that's so exciting? What is he doing that's so good? Like, I mean, like even last year he gave you 16 points, seven rebounds. Those are fine. And three point seven assists, which is decent for a power forward, and point seven steals and point seven blocks and one point six. And I get like it's kind of the sum of the parts for him. He's better because He does a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit there. But, you know, he's a guy who can't afford to lose a little bit in all those categories, and he is losing a little bit in all those categories. You know, he's playing a few less minutes. And something that has to do with he got hurt and only played 12 minutes in that one game, and he's missed the last two games, so he's only played 14 games this season. But, yeah, I mean, Aaron Gordon just isn't good. And this is the guy I don't know that I'd drop because I think, you know, a lot of people get hyped on Aaron Gordon. Another guy I'm looking to trade, though, for sure, and trying to get rid of, like, get him off my team. He's the, you mentioned, 168th ranked player. Like, in, unless you're in a 14-team league, that shouldn't even be rostered, right? So find find somebody, you know, sell somebody again. This is a top 75 player. I want this top 75 player back for him. And take whatever top 75 player you can get, as far as I'm concerned, because I don't know that Aaron Gordon finishes in the top 75. And he was drafted 52nd in Yahoo League. Ugh, brutal. Absolutely oh, brutal. You might even be able to get a top 50 guy might be able to sneak a top 50 fellow for this man.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you could do that. I think Aaron Gordon, the, his short leash is, I think it's it's almost out. And he is rostered in 91% of Yahoo leagues, which I, I believe, Tyler, you made a really good point. Since he is still rostered in 91% of leagues, people want him. He's got good name recognition. I, I kind of agree. I think his ceiling is probably top 75, and that's if everything goes right for the rest of the year. So why not just get a guy who's already top seventy
1: five? I got a uh we'll call this a desperation trade, right? Maybe no one in your league's hot on him. Maybe you just can't sell him. But there's one guy you can get, and it is a man you've been pretty hyped on. He's up to eighty one percent owned. Mr. Yeah. Devontae Graham, point guard for Whoa. the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Would you like trade? It. Say you have Gordon. Would you trade him for Devontae Graham such that that's the only person you can get? For whatever reason, no one else in your league wants him. And then you got one guy on the line, but he says, you know what? I'll give you Devontae Graham for Aaron Gordon. Uh,
0: yes. Yes, I would. Definitely.
1: I'm with you on that. I think I, I'm out. I'm out on Gordon. And I've I liked what I've seen from Graham. And I think they have no reason not to play him a ton of minutes going forward. Going to get you some assists. Going to score. Going gonna hit to hit a good amount of threes. I'd rather have him than Aaron Gordon the rest of the way. So I guarantee, in probably ninety-five percent of leagues, you could make that trade. So there's a trade out there to be made for.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a trade out there. So I guess don't just drop him to the waiver wires. I actually saw a pretty insane drop to the waiver wires in one of my twelve-team leagues of Mike Connolly. Like I don't, I don't even know. Uh, that's that's he should be rostered. Like I'm, I'm not going to say anything about that.
1: It's a big, that's a big mistake. Now Mike Connolly has been not good. So, relatively speaking i mean relatively speaking for mike conley standards right like but that, it's been getting better and so i don't know why you drop him now unless maybe he had a poor game like just just today or something but um the last eight games for mike conley so this goes from november 8th to the game on november 23rd he averaged 18 points four rebounds five assists and two and a half three pointers made, and only half a steal. But those are pretty good numbers. Those are standard league numbers: eighteen points, four rebounds, five assists, and two and a half three pointers. That's that's a standard league line right there. So I don't know why anyone would be dropping
0: them. I'm like, um, I'm very, very confused. Very, very, very confused why Mike Conley has suddenly appeared on this waiver wire. But maybe it's just a weird, it's just a weird league. So that's that's far too far. Uh, another guy you have on this list of, of, of people that we maybe need to be re-evalu- reevaluating. Let's just say this is not a drop list. This is not a owned by too many people list. This is a are. Do we think they are who we thought they were? The Bears are who we thought they were, but these players are not. Steven Adams. A lot of actually a lot of people on the Hayes going to get more rebounds. Westbrook is gone. Blah 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 blah. Only average about nine and nine. The season with under a block and sadly only a half a steal a game when he was like one and a half steals a game last season now granted he is playing less minutes and he has been injured on and off throughout the beginning of this season he might not be completely healthy and did have a 22 six and four night against the lakers just recently so is it too soon to say we need to reevaluate Steven Adams, or is it time to, to to maybe knock him down a peg or two?
1: I think this one is a big mistake, and I think people are going to look at that number that he's you know down there on the he's he's below two hundred on the rankings list right now. But I think the best is yet to come. You mentioned it, he just had that twenty-two point game. If you look at his last four games, he's averaging almost eight rebounds, four and a half assists, almost a steal, only half a block. What ten points on good percentages? Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Adams. Still, I think Adams probably still finishes in the top seventy-five. I think he's gonna figure it out here. He's gonna get back on track, and I think the injuries have been what slowed him. Right, he's missed three games already, all because of injuries. There was two games, then he played a couple games, then he missed two more. He missed another game. I think, you know, Stephen Adams is just, he is what he is. Like, I don't think he's going to score a ton. And I think some people thought, oh, well, you know, the Thunder are going to need scoring. He's going to score a few more points. Like, I think he's going to be in that 12 to 14 range. But I think he could easily grab you nine, nine and a half, ten 10 rebounds, get you. He's actually being used as a focal point in that offense more as far as like passing the ball a little bit. So the assist number should be up. And we talk about the steals and blocks being fluky all the time. So I think they eventually come back and, He gets the right matchup where he has one of those weird five or six or seven block games and a couple, you know, two or three steal games, and he's right back on those percentages. Now, the one and a half probably doesn't come back because I don't think that was real either. I think he just got a large number of steals last year for whatever reason. I think it's probably closer to that 1.1, 1.2 ring we had seen a couple years before that for Stephen Adams.
0: Yeah, he's been having around that one range for the last few years except for that 1.5 fluky and then steals can not be fluky for an entire season too like that's one of the weird things about Steels, they can get a little fluky but before he was the last three seasons it was still 0.5 so this could be just like a a long-term revert to the mean but he's 26 he should be in his prime it should be really coming on so hopefully that does not happen for steven adams uh, here's a guy i just wasn't even sure what the height? Like, why are we? Why are we all rushing out to make sure Kyle Kuzma is on my roster? Like, I didn't. I didn't get it. Now I play in a lot of Roto leagues. I do care about my percentages. I do care about all the way across the board type players. But you said it. You said it, Tyler. You said it on on the way into the season, and you said it at the at, when he was coming back from his injury. Kyle Kuzma wasn't that great last season. He was, you know, barely a standard league relevant player. Now he still was like 18-5 with a couple threes and a half a steal. He's not going to be better and he's not going to get more usage playing with AD and LeBron. And he's still owned in
1: 82% of leagues. This is another guy I would try to trade because he has some some weird name value in the sense that people, because he plays for the Lakers and people know who he is from scoring the 18 points a game last year that people want him. This is another guy I'd trade for anybody that's worth rostering in a standard league. If you're going to give me Devonte Graham, I'll take Devonte Graham. If you're going to give me Marcus Morris, I'll take Marcus Morris. If you're going to give me Paul Millsap, I'll take Paul Millsap. You know, like and pretty much anybody. You could offer me anybody who should be owned in a standard league for Mr. Kyle Kuzma, I would take that deal. Cuz
0: actually I, I would just, you know, I would drop him and pick up Marco Fultz. Like I would I would even do that. Like I try to I definitely try to offer him for somebody but like Eric Pashal scoring 17 points again like points are out there
1: and what's this Kuzma package come with that's not a that's not a point or even like the threes aren't I mean they're like two that's not great it's it's fine but like if it's not a a shot related statistic what does it come with like five rebounds and a two assists maybe and a half a steal and a half a block like just He, I'm out on him as far as a standard league player. Like, I just don't think it's happening this year. I don't think it's happening at all.
0: TJ Warren gets over a steal a game and hits, you know, he doesn't hit a lot of threes, but he gets over a steal a game and 16, 16 points.
1: And the percentages are good too. Like, he, yeah, give me TJ Warren over him. Any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I mean, Larry Nance, like go for anybody. Kendrick Nunn and and those are some of the guys. You know, whenever I got a guy like Kuzma, I like to try to target sometimes like a guy like Nunn or Devonte Graham because some people who own those players are like, oh man, this guy's gonna not be good, and then I'm gonna have to drop him. And sometimes you know you can sneak you sneak away a, a player that's pretty darn good that's kind of breaking out for someone like a Kuzma where they're like, oh, Kuzma's definitely gonna be better than this guy and. I mean, I don't think Kuzma's going to be better than either one of those two players.
0: It definitely is uh, what, I, what I'm going to call the waiver wire stink. And it's, it's, just, it's just a fact that if a player gets picked up off the waiver wire, he's got a nasty funk coming out of his shorts. And it's, everyone smells it. The whole league smells it. Because they don't want to give you anything of value that they could have just picked up off the waiver wire two weeks ago they even if they are valuable they don't want to give you something valuable for for none but on the flip side of that the people who pick up guys off the waiver were like well this guy's unknown this just came off the waiver wire there's a reason he he didn't get drafted he might not be that good and there's there's just this kind of like connotation that comes with anybody who is fairly unknown and came off your waiver wire, wasn't immediately drafted and doesn't have any name recognition, like your your nuns or your Eric Bashals. Like your waiver nuns is just not just a win.
1: sentence you should say. Like your, like like your like nuns. Your nuns. Like your I nuns. love nuns. <laughs> I'm, gonna um, ride,
0: I'm gonna ride the nuns to the playoffs, man.
1: Yeah, and and so I honestly think that's that's something I do. Like if I see a guy that I believe in, I'm willing to pay a good price for. Him. And I'm also willing to try to trick you into buying what you think is buying low or buying ho- low is really buying super high in the sense that like we know what a lot of these players are. Those guys like Nunn, Devontae, Graham are still like most people have that little bit of doubt like you mentioned. And so if I think, you know, if I see something I like and for example, you know, both those guys are what? They're the top 75 right now. Pretty close. If I think they can keep that up, and I've got a Larry Nance or a TJ Warren, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I bet you I could trade TJ Warren." Who's what going to be like a? T- he's going to be a fine standard league player, but he's a back end guy. I'd trade a TJ Warren for one of those guys if I believed in in those players. And that's a move I make relatively frequently in my leagues, and I think it helps me win sometimes. It's just like I see something I like from from a certain player. I go out and buy that player at a price that some people think is too high but at the same time i'm like i I think this guy's legit and and that's a way to win for sure
0: i think you got to take chances i think you have to believe in your own personal analysis i think you have to say listen i've i've been watching the miami Heat, and i i know this guy's good and i don't know where else they're gonna go so like you know probably a good time for both hero and Nun to be targeted was right before jimmy butler came back because it was like okay, those guys are definitely not going to play with Jimmy Butler. Well, if they're good, they're going to get minutes for those guys. And they have. They have gotten minutes for those.
1: And that's the part I think people forget is like, and sometimes we do see it, right? We have seen in the past where we're like, oh, this guy's really good, and then he still doesn't get minutes for whatever reason. But usually if you're good and the team is smart, they're going to play the guys that are good because there's only so many guys that are good. So, you're spot on with all that analysis.
0: But, uh, what other players have you been uh, noticing that we might need to reevaluate? Because there's like some of these guys have been slumping. Mike Connolly's been slumping. I'm going to, I'm 100%. I, I'm using my number one waiver wire pick. I'm picking up Mike Connolly off the waiver wires. It's not even a question of art. I just did it just now instead of paying attention to the show. I hate Sorry, listeners. Uh, it only took like two seconds. So, I only briefly didn't pay attention. But, like, the guys we mentioned, Adams, Gordon, Kuzma, I don't know about them, and like I don't know. There's, is there any other players out there, Tyler, that you're like I'm starting to lose faith in this guy?
1: Okay, so there's the the one that that I get questions about a lot still, and he's down in the seventy percent range. Finally, a personal favorite of ours, seventy three percent owned in Yahoo leagues, a personal favorite for many years of ours, Mr. Marc Gasol, who for some reason doesn't even take a shot anymore. Like I I don't understand it. Why does why does he not get to take a shot now? In the last three games, combined, he has played over twenty nine minutes in every game, and he has taken a whopping thirteen shots combined.
0: That is not good at all. Now he's playing twenty nine minutes, which is like to me good enough to be good. Like he should be good. For some reason he's shooting thirty one percent which is just shocking like I, I do think that reverts back to the mean but you mentioned it six attempts one free throw attempt per game that is down significantly that is from essentially almost down 50 percent from last year in field goal attempts and what 200 is that how that worked 200 percent? yeah from three to one I don't know if that's 200 he's taken only one free throw a game and he was taking, like, three to four in the last in few his, seasons.
1: In his last, let's we'll see this, seven games, I believe it is, he has taken three free throws. And he took them all against Dallas. So in six of his last seven games, he has not shot a free throw. That is that is a fact.
0: That's th- This doesn't make any sense to me, right? Because I, I get the steals slipping a little. I get the blocks slipping a little. He's old. He's playing less, blah, 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 blah. He's not hitting threes. And he's shooting – well, no, he's still hitting th- – he's actually – he's still hitting threes. Well, now I'm real confused. He's just not shooting.
1: Yeah, well, what's weird is most of his shots are three-pointers. Like, if he's, just, shooting, ra- he's shooting, he's shooting the three. Wallace?
0: Is he Rashid wallace in this
1: season? So here's the the next part of this. He's playing 29 minutes a game. You mentioned that, which is factual. But he really only started playing 29 minutes a game consistently – when Serge Ibaka went out with his ankle injury. Serge Ibaka went on the road trip with the Raptors, is expected to come back at some point this week or next, I believe. And then Gasol's probably not going to play as much because is he, I mean, so he's been a positive in the plus minus in about half of their last eight games. He's done four out of the last eight, but like, He's not shooting, and sure, he's doing a little bit of playmaking, but he's not really getting any steals or blocks, so I'm assuming his defense has not been outstanding, outstanding. I mean, I can't attest to say that I've seen all of these games, but does Serge Ibaka take away at least some of those minutes, and then what does that make us all? Because Saul's already ranked outside the standard league range, and now he's going to lose minutes too? I almost think it's uh,
0: Serge Ibaka definitely takes minutes from him. And the fact that OG Anomi does look like an NBA player, does look like he can contribute on a regular basis, play defense, which is something that they want to do in Toronto. They might just be saving Marcus Sowell for the later in the season playoffs. I think they, they might even cut his minutes even further than they even need to because really his value would be to be a good spark off the bench in a playoff game where they need some, like, someone to kind of orchestrate, which he still can do. Like that would be it. That's my only, that's my, he's got the, the post championship fatigue
1: and he's old, man. He's almost 35. So. And, you know, say this about the 35 year old guy. He didn't stop playing basketball either because he went right from the championship into the world cup and played the world cup and won, won the world cup for Spain. Yeah. So it's been what probably (sighs) he basically played since the start of last season straight. So over a year now, straight of basketball. So yeah, that could be playing a factor in it too. It's just he's really worn down because he's played basketball for a really long time. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm not expecting it to turn around super soon. So if all I can get for Marcus All is to drop him and pick somebody else up, if there's somebody worthwhile on the waiver wire like a Markel Fultz, I think I would definitely do that. I just don't see it getting any better and like... He's hurting you in points. He's not getting the steals and blocks. Like he, the rebounds and assists are fine, but isn't Marco Fultz helping you a lot more than, than Marcus
0: Absolutely. Like by quite a bit. So I, I, I am confused. I am confused why Marcus is rostered in so many leagues. I know it's dropping, but like, that's still, that's still too many Tyler. Um, I think that's pretty much, that's pretty much it for tonight. Tyler, do you have uh, anything else or anything you want to plug or anything coming up this week other than eating a grotesque amount of turkey and stuffing that you want to that you want to plug?
1: Well, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that I'm writing this week. Most of it about Luka Doncic, which will be fun. I am writing this. This is good. maybe this will interest most most folks. Probably by the time you're listening to this it's published, it will be published on Let's see. What's today? Monday. So Tuesday morning, it is a piece about Chris Epps Porzingis and how Chris Epps Porzingis is getting his all-star mojo back. Slowly but surely, it was a a rough start, but he's doing a Mm. few things that are going to kind of unlock his amazing potential. And I I am writing a very in-depth piece about that. So that is something, if you are interested, that you can check out at The Smoking Cuban or you can just find the link on my Twitter, I am sure
0: been talking about that Porzingis slow star, He hasn't played in forever, and he's on a new team. It was very obvious that, like, that easily could be a nice slow star, And nothing he was really doing screamed, I can't play anymore. It all just screamed kind of, it screamed rust. It just, he just seemed rusty. And I think that rust is getting shaken off.
1: And he was just not doing a few things that he had done a ton with the Knicks. And now he is doing those things, and because he has a point guard that's good, which he never really had with the Knicks, he's also better at those things. So that's kind of making it
0: really interesting, right? <laughs> Very interesting. I love it. I I'm I'm excited that the the Dallas turnaround happens so quickly that that's some just smart smart moves there. That's Luka Doncic is just incredibly fun to watch play and, and, and become I mean he could be an all time great. Let's Everybody, uh, be thankful for Luka Doncic over Thanksgiving. Bring it up in front of your family. Just say, I'm thankful for Luka Doncic. See, let it sit in the air. Let the dead silence sit there. Don't say anything else. Just let your family deal with that you're thankful for Luka Doncic because I, I'm i thankful for Luka Doncic as well, Tyler. I'm also, Tyler, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the podcast. I'm thankful for the listeners. And I'm really thankful for our Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash Boxes. Shout out to all of them if you like to show everybody please rate and review us or just just check us out on twitter at tyler p watts at watch the boxes hit us up with feedback and we will see you very soon for i think yeah yeah buy low sell high for week six we'll see you soon